0: You're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today.
1: We are at war. We're under a constant barrage, a constant attack. And so I started telling you about three things that you need in war. I said you need to know your enemy, that you need to know your king, and that you need to know your weapons. I wanna finish that last point today in a second part of a message that we're calling I Am Victorious.
0: Hey, welcome to the Chew on That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week we are discussing week number 17. Ooh, 17, wow. like the magazine, but has nothing to do with the magazine from the sermon series, The Book of Ephesians. Again, my name is Pastor Keith, and joining me today, as always, Pastor Dallas, our kids' pastor. How are you, sir? Hi,
2: how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I think I might do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, <laughs> and Me, and Megan Malik how hi, are guys. you?
3: Good. How are you?
2: Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, well, where do you go from there? I don't, yeah, I know, I know. I no. threw us off. I was so, but, so hi. So when you when you say you
0: think you're going to do this for the rest of your life, are you like saying like podcasts? Or
2: are you saying like I? The voice. I still have Pastoring kids or I? Yes, I love being the kids pastor, but I am still used to like the intros and I just, I go, I want to just be silly every time. Just <laughs> like with us is animal. animal! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this series? Animal. <laughs>
3: and
0: the arms are flailing around. He's drumming. I
3: mean, Hey,
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so we're at week 17. Yeah. Uh, we started this series 17 weeks ago. Yeah. That's it, we, insane. I, well, I remember when I did the, the 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 video bumper for it, it was hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like, I remember well, leaving that day and yeah. getting in my car and like, Oh my gosh, it is so, like rolling the windows down right away to get to the, the yeah. heat out of it. And then blasting the AC. And then by the time the AC starts working, yeah. you're like halfway home. You're almost home. Yeah. So you're yeah. already sweating yeah. over yeah. four months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was warm outside. Yeah. Uh, it was a particularly warm day. And
3: <laughs> I don't know. You know, honestly, the series hasn't felt that long to me. Like no. sometimes even a four week series, I'm like, wow, this feels long. But like, yeah. This one, I don't know why. I think-
2: Don't worry. I don't think pastor listens
0: yes. to
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you would know someone, what I mean.
2: <laughs> if someone told him animal is on, chew on that, I'd be like, they got animal to be there? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, see? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: but, but, you know, I feel like maybe this series has just been super relatable. Every yes. single, every mm-hmm. single sermon. I'm like, wow, that applies to everything right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Correct. And and I, I said this on uh, last week's episode that- um, like there are so many uh lines in in, in the Bible that mm-hmm. people have memorized and a lot of them come from the book of Ephesians particularly yep. in chapter 6 particularly the yeah. second part of the message that we are doing today which yes. it started with uh with a part 1 last week yep. and this week was the part 2 of chapter 6 and a lot I mean you if you if you're listening to this but just like haven't really jumped into your Bible which Totally. I, you know, that is a common thing. Don't think that you're unworthy because you haven't read the thing cover to cover. Uh, but if you crack open Ephesians, that's one of those that like, uh, like I said, a couple weeks back, you can knock that book yeah. out in yeah. 20 minutes or oh,
4: less. Totally, The
0: whole thing. It's, it's not, it's, it's more of a letter than it is Say a book, uh, but by the time you get to chapter six, which is just a couple paragraphs, yeah, uh, you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I've heard all of these." They're one-liners. They're the things that people make motivational posters of. Yes. So, like, I would encourage you if if you're not a active, avid Bible reader, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to to just crack open Ephesians it's in the in the towards the end of the book. Yeah. All right. So it's towards the end, and it's really short, mm-hmm. really short, but incredibly impactful. Yeah. So, uh, with, with that, do we have anything else to talk about? No,
2: no, I'm, I'm ready
1: let's to jump go. right into it. All right, let's hit it. enemy has been trying to kill you since before, like before, before you were born. And so some of you are governed by lies. And Satan's got this, this deep foothold in your life. In all of your life, you've heard things like, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. No one loves you. God doesn't want you. What you've done is unforgivable lies and and those lies have you in bondage but the truth is what gets you out of captivity jesus said and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free know your weapons put on your belt of truth
2: you know i love about the belt of truth when it comes to like battle Because, you know, I'm really into superheroes and I love superhero movies. And there is a part in like movies and comics that like when they put that belt on, it's like ready to go. Mm. And so it's interesting that the Bible says the belt of truth and how pastor talks about that some of us will be stuck in lies. And so I love that that's kind of the first thing, because it's like, if you can, if you can get past the lies and believe the truth and and, and the truth will set you free. It's like, that's the first hurdle you have to get past to battle is, you know what? I believe what God called me to be. I believe what he wants for my life and, and what he wants to do in my life. And I'm not going to listen to the lies anymore. And so I just, I love that, like in scripture, that's the first thing, like if we can, and that the belt, the belt holds up that holds up the weapons. It, it, it holds up the, you know, the armor, you know, it's one of those things that gets you to move forward. And so I just, I love that. And I love what he said about that is, you know, that's, we can be governed. We can be controlled by the lies of the enemy. And God's saying, no, don't be controlled by that. Put on my truth for your life, because if you can do that, you will go past that and you can go into battle with my truth. So
0: yeah. Uh, the, I, what stood out for me in that is, is the lies you're hearing. Yeah. You know, a pastor said this in, in the message yesterday as well, that, uh, that, that negativity that's rolling around in your brain mm-hmm. that, um, I can't, I'm not worthy. Yeah. The, uh, the, well, they just, if they knew what I did, mm-hmm. they wouldn't want to be my friend. If they knew what I did, they wouldn't want me in their life group. Yeah. If, if they even had a, a glimmer of the things I think about when I'm, al- when I'm alone, mm-hmm. uh, they would totally not want me to serve at this church. Yeah, let alone walk in and, and sit down. Yeah, you know, and uh, that that isn't God talking. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. and well, we confuse that. Yeah, that that isn't the voice of God. That is absolutely the uh, enemy whispering into our ears. You know, yeah. trying to let us know that what we're called to do, mm-hmm. uh, we are not qualified or capable of it. Yeah, you know? that we are unworthy of it, and that ridiculous thought that I'm going to serve Christ. I'm going to serve his church. I'm going to, I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to be a better husband or wife. Um, that's not for you. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, those are lies. Yeah. Those are lies.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And I, man, it's so deep for people where if you can just stop somebody like, let's put it this way. If you maybe know of a friend or you're around people who are like, I can't, man, I can't go to church. I just, it's not for me. It's Mm -hmm. too awkward, whatever. If you can just stop them in their tracks for a second, like grab somebody by the shoulders, look in their eyes and say, Jesus loves you so much. Like he is so passionate about getting to know you, whoever you are. Jesus wants to know you like right now, Mm -hmm. not the, not the you that you're going to be in six months after you've been to church or six years or whoever, like, like right Right now, yeah. And so just understanding that and having the the wherewithal to mm-hmm. like, to know that there's actually someone who wants to love you, yeah. you right now.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember one time um, uh, there was a woman at a church I worked at in San Diego who helped me in the kids ministry and came to me and said, I, I'm, I'm going to have to leave. And I go, oh, gosh, you know, is everything okay and everything like that? And she goes, yeah, I don't think your wife likes me. And I go, oh, did you guys have an, an, a talk? Did, like, was there a disagreement, anything like that? And she goes, no. I go, well, why, why don't you think my wife likes you? And she goes, she just looked at me a certain way one day, and I thought she hated me. <laughs> And I was like, whoa. And it's interesting because sometimes ladies,
3: ladies, ladies <laughs> we'll, laugh at, <laughs>
2: we'll laugh at it, but yeah. that's how powerful lies can be yep. if we let it in. I mean yep. lies are like roadblocks that we we push in front and mm-hmm. go, I can't go forward because of this. And it's like, but what? Well, no, no, why are you why are you believing that? And it's like, and when you kind of stop and you kind of break it down, you go, why? And they, and they kind of get to a point where go, I I I don't know why. But that's the reality of it. It's yeah. lies can be so powerful that we'll, we'll not only think it's gospel, but we'll keep adding to it and adding to it. And I think that's why it's so important that we put ourselves around some good Jesus people who we could say, man, I'm believing this and allow them to go, why are you believing that? And breaking it down to the point where you go, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. The, 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 why are you believing that? The, that's like an age old question. Yeah.
0: Right. The why, the, 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 but I want, I want, I want to propose this to, to to our listeners, to to the the Christian people that are listening, that uh, we we will. will. I think we're rehearsed to say, well, why, why would you believe such a thing? Yeah. That's not true. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you could only see yourself through my eyes and I've said this. Yeah. And I tell, I tell people this frequently because I see a lot, I see good in so many people. I, yeah. I know that one of my callings is a motivator. Mm-hmm. I'm to motivate the people around me. Yeah. I am not to be the, the highest person on the, on the, on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the one that the, the people that should be at the top yeah. use me to climb up too. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that calling, but, with all that said, that <clears throat> why are you believing this? I want to say, us as Christians, us as active Jesus people, we sh- should be asking more frequently: not why am I believing this, yeah. but why is it coming right now?
2: Ooh, that's very, that's very true. <laughs> but,
0: like, why is it coming right this instance? Yep. Yeah, you know, like I I don't think we we play the we play the why card. Yeah, and I still don't think we play the why card nearly enough as we should. Yeah, but we don't play the why right now. Yes, of all the times in my life that this could be. Being d- displayed, yes. This could be delivered. Why in this exact moment? Yeah. In this exact season of my life, in this exact week of my life, is it coming? Yeah. And 99.99, And I'm not even gonna throw a number out there. All the time, mm-hmm. it is because you're about to do something the enemy yes. doesn't like. Oh yeah. Yeah. You are about. You're on the
2: precipice mm-hmm. of something great. Yeah. It's and, the first piece of armor. Yes. That he says to put on. If the enemy can convince you not to put it on, then you're going to stay inside. You're not going to go on the battlefield. You, you ain't going to You ain't gonna pick up the shield. You ain't nope. going to put on the boots. You yeah. ain't going to throw on that helmet. It's
0: the first piece, like you said. Yep. It, 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 it's easy to knock out soldiers of this army if you just convince them they ain't worthy enough to be soldiers in the so army. Good. Yeah. Right?
2: So good, so good, so good.
1: This book says, think about a warrior king who was out trying to take enemy territory. And Satan and his demons and religious people are all in opposition to him. It is a battle. He was exhausted. That's why he slept in the back of the boat. His life was under constant attack. He was disrespected, gossiped about, betrayed by one of his own best friends, he was forced to carry a cross for your sake and mine. He died in the place of his entire kingdom, but he died to win a great victory. And Satan and his demons, they held us captive. They had ownership over us through sin. We were their possession. We were part of their kingdom. But our sinless king died in our place, forgave our sins, conquered Satan and his demons, and they set the captives free, took us as his possession, made us citizens of his kingdom. Then he ascended to heaven where he rules and reigns as a king in a kingdom that will never end. And someday he's coming back to do away with this insurrection once and for all. But we need to... To know the whole story so we can understand our place in it. We are not in the kingdom of God yet, we're marching toward it. Our enemy has been defeated, but he hasn't been destroyed or disarmed yet. There are still firefights, the battle still rages. That's why he says to always be ready. It's why he says that we need to sleep with our boots on, to be ready to share the gospel, the good news, anytime the opportunity presents itself so that other captives can be set free and become citizens of the kingdom of God. He says, put on the shoes of the gospel.
3: I love that. I love seeing Jesus that way, because I think it's sometimes easy to make Jesus seem however we're feeling. Mm -hmm like Jesus is interacting in our life at that moment. Right. Yeah. But this for me paints such a clear picture. And I see him like, you know, the painting of Napoleon Dynamite where he's on the horse and the horse is up on its back legs. Like that's how I see Jesus in this situation. Right. Like Jesus is the conquering King. And there's something that feels so right about that. And what pastor said um, about, you know, this isn't this is not his kingdom. Yeah. So this is not perfect. However, when we when Adam and Eve were created in the garden, they were created for perfection. And so yeah. that is a piece in our heart that we we crave that perfection. So yeah. that's why things don't feel right. That's why we do experience disappointments and heartbreaks and heartaches and we're looking for more and more. We're like, why isn't this fixing or filling me? Right? Yeah. Because we were made for something perfect. And we just have to understand that yeah. It's coming and Jesus is conquering it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, that gets me fired up. Like, yeah. I, I loved that.
2: I also love that it, you know, for pastors to say, we're not there yet. And I think it's to remind us that yes, salvation has made us right in right standing with God. We are now righteous. Now we have punched our ticket to heaven but he doesn't want us just waiting at the bus station until it gets there. He wants us to be active and let other people know, Hey, you can get this ticket too. Hey, there, you know, there is more to, you know, to life than just getting the ticket. And so, but I also love the shoes of the gospel. Cause you know, I, I, I just talked about the armor of God and kids ministry and the shoes were interesting because they were in a way in, in like the Roman times, they would kind of, it's like, they were like nails, at the bottom, they really looked like cleats, you know, um uh for that. And so that to be the gospel, it reminded me that, you know, even the gospel that means that when you are going and you're moving forward, that you're you're going into the ground and you're moving forward with the gospel, and meaning not to stop and also don't let any uh, shaky ground stop you. You have firm footing in the gospel that mm-hmm. the gospel and the truth and in yeah. your testimony are going to be firm footing for people. It's going to be something that people go, oh, I, yeah, I love your story. And I, and, and I want that to be my story. And so I, the thing I love about that is, hey, we have, I'm thankful that I have God in my life, but I also know that I need to make every moment a moment where I can again move the gospel forward in people's lives and be consist uh, um yeah consistent with my faith and not just stop and go oh I got it and and they'll, you know other people will figure out no god's given me a story and you a story and Keith the story and everyone a story to go oh, yeah I can use this you know to help further people into the the life giving message and the life changing message of Jesus
0: yeah, yeah the the why do what do bad things happen to good people why do uh why why do why is there so much crime why is there so much hate mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people Christians included I think a lot of the human race thinks that this world is supposed to be good
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and since Genesis chapter f- 4 mm-hmm. it's proved that it not yeah, it, nice. it isn't yeah um we've been we've been counterbalancing this demise of humanity since the first written accounts of it. Yeah. Why, why do, why do good things happen to bad people? Yeah. Baffles me too. Mm -hmm. But if I walk around thinking that I'm owed something in this life. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when those things start creeping up. Mm -hmm. If I think I'm owed something, if I even think I'm owed answers. Yeah. You know, like, What's, what's the meaning of life? Give me that answer. Yeah. If I think I'm owed anything, then, then those, those thoughts start coming out. Yeah. The, if, if I'm thinking that this is heaven, um, I, I'm sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. I have punched a ticket. Like you said, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but I, and so this brings up an interesting side topic, maybe the main topic. Yeah. W-
2: what does heaven look like? Oh man. Okay, Megan. There was a night that a uh, couple of guys were on a Thursday night were talking about heaven, and it man, it like it it got me jacked because yeah. I think sometimes the, the 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 mindset is gold and clouds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's oh. the mindset. But <laughs> yep. we get to hear in Genesis yep. the description of what was supposed to be like heaven on earth.
4: Yes.
2: And 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 then we the description of just trees. I mean, everything God created. Yeah. Why would that not be in heaven?
3: Oh, this and, is good. You guys. <laughs> and, I love talking about this cuz sometimes I feel like like you get a little disappointed like, well, but am I really, well, what about my iPhone? Am I going to have that in heaven, God? You know, <laughs> yes. or like we get attached to certain stuff you know, here yeah. and you're like, but but I might not have that. And, and then I go, come on, Megan. Yeah. God created all of these things in my life. He knows yes. exactly what I like and what makes me happy, right? Yeah. All those little things. Of course, he designed us. He knows us. So yes. how much better is heaven going to be where it's the perfect?
2: Yeah. It's place. perfect place. Yeah. And so we look at creation and for some reason, yeah, we've developed this mindset of heaven as clouds, harps, gold, you know, gold, because we see that in the Bible and, and, but like, and mansions, but like, why not trees and why not water? And why not all of these great things that God created? And so like, to me, it, Not only did it jazz me, like it got me super excited for heaven, but in a way it it, it got me excited to talk about heaven Mm -hmm. with people. Because I think the mindset of, it's interesting because we're we're called to tell the good news, but sometimes we say the good news is I don't want you to go to hell. (laughs) Well, no, well, like... The good news is Jesus. The good news is salvation and life transformation and not just punching the ticket, but here on earth as it is in heaven and having those moments. And it's, uh, it's interesting that you said this. I, I love that the, the gospel is considered the good news. Here's a great thing about us. As humans, when we have good news to tell, we will naturally tell it and we'll tell it to everyone. Here's my example. Imagine Dunkin' Donuts said, hey, today, and we, I've seen this happen, everyone gets a free donut. Any donut you want. Yeah. I guarantee as as someone's walking out of Dunkin' Donuts, a stranger would probably say to another stranger, hey, they're giving away uh, free donuts. I just want you to know. Yeah. You don't you put your money away. It's they're accurate. giving away for free. I mean, you see it all the time. Hey, hey, so-and-so is giving away a dollar. If you just, oh, like Domino's Pizza. If you order Domino's Pizza and you bring it home, they give you $3. I've heard people say that. Hey, did you hear about Domino's Pizza? Like they're giving you money if you just pick uh, it up and uh, take otherwise it
0: Otherwise, strangers on the street?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so we have the ability to say good news. It's in us. When you hear good news, you go, oh, I can tell this. And you will tell strangers because you go, hey, this is good news. I'm giving you good news. And so I think that's, we have to, we have to remind ourselves of it, that the gospel is good news. It's not you're wrong. and If you don't quit, you know, you're going to hell. No, no, no. We have all sinned, but... God who is faithful and just, He, you know, he took care of our sins through Jesus. That's good news. Meaning that any com- sin you commit can be for- and will be forgiven through Jesus. That, you know, we are clothed in his righteousness. We are clothed in that when God sees us, he sees Jesus. That's good news. News you know even when people say to me like hey what about this sin what about that sin I go you, yes yes we could talk about sins all day but the reality is we're told about sins to remind us how great Jesus is to take care of all those sins and that we're not held by the, the sin and the guilt and the shame that's good news. And I think that if we develop and we change our mindset from, you know, the gospel is good news. And I'm going to say it just like I would say a free donut, free coffee. You tell everyone, if we have that mindset, imagine how much further the gospel can be spread to people who need to hear it.
0: All right. Quick question. Don't think too much about it. (laughs) Favorite donut, raspberry Bismarcky.
3: Uh, the chocolate sour cream donut, of course.
2: Chocolate sour cream?
3: Well, the, you know what I mean? The, um, oh, what are those called? Uh, the
2: Bavarian? No, no, no the,
3: the, the lumpy ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lumpy I, know, ones? I think I, it's I, a sour cream donut. Yeah, th-
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Bavarian, but I also like chocolate chocolate. Chocolate just chocolate? chocolate ring donut? A chocolate ring donut with chocolate icing okay. oh, on
3: top. Yeah, that sounds okay. good. All day. That's pretty day. good. <laughs> so. I bet there's a lot of those in heaven.
0: <laughs> so what, what, what is, I, th- I th- we talked about it, but no one really said it. Like, what does heaven look like?
3: For me, this, I've been chewing on this a lot lately. And this is something that's kind of shaped my attitude towards the next life, which is I'm not dying. I'm walking out of this life and into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And hell is not a place that you're sent. Mm -hmm. It's the place that you'll walk out of that is separate from God. And so the things that in this life where you're like, this is good. And I, you know, I don't want to let these things go. Keep, keep pushing into that and understand that that's um, like the good, the, the worthy things, the holy things, those things, there's just abundance and upon abundance of that in heaven. Right. And so you're not, hmm, what am I trying to say? You're not losing anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know for, for me, I've been just chewing on that concept of heaven with God, Hell, not a special place, mm-hmm. just without God. Yeah. Uh,
0: is it so? Is heaven a physical? Like, is it a place that once you show up, you're going to be like,
3: oh, this is new. I, I well, don't I know. Mean, I think. I think maybe.
2: Yes. Well, think about creation. All the good things God created in those seven days. You know, I think He created because they're good. So, what does heaven look like for you? I think it looks like all of the good that is on earth to me. So is heaven a specific location? That's a great question. I don't know. So, but I can see trees in it. I could see. So it's a rivers. location. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I, so. I, I wouldn't say it's Wyoming, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I, so so. I, I think that a lot of people, a lot
0: of Christians, we we don't talk about it. This particularly. Yeah. Because I, I've, i even I've been one of your best friends for years. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever actually said, what does it look like, bro? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just think as Christians, there are some things we just don't touch because like, well, I should, I should know. Yeah. I should know this, right? right? Like if I, if I ask a, a, this question to somebody, they're just going to think I'm, I'm un I'm Yeah. Right. But the thing we don't know, no one knows. No, we don't. We, I, and I'm going to tell you what mine is. It, it's different than yours. Mm-hmm. And we are all people that study the Bible. Yeah. But yeah, we all have three different ideas on what this could be. And yeah. none of us are right and none of us are wrong. Yeah. I think heaven is, is a place. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I, I'm in fact, I'm very certain. Like I, I it would be, if, if I asked you, because I want to be like challenged to be like, let me think of if it's not this, yeah. he, heaven is earth. Mm-hmm. So I think based on the, the comprehension I have of revelation at this point mm-hmm. is that when Christ comes back down, yeah. he, he wipes the people that are saved. They immediately go to the kingdom. Yeah. And then there's this turmoil of people that aren't saved yet. Mm-hmm. The people that will be tortured for years. Yeah. And of those, there is a specific denominator, there's a specific numerical amount of people that will find salvation in them. The One
3: hundred and forty-four thousand.
0: They will they will join the, the rest. And the rest will not.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Earth is wiped clean. And just like that, it's reset. Yeah. But heaven on earth. So heaven on earth then. Mm-hmm. So so when you say it's not Wyoming, it is for some people.
3: But that's yeah. okay. So the thou- this is interesting. I like talking about this. So the thousand year reign comes after, right? And that is back on earth, I think. Yes. But then what? Mm-hmm. But then I feel like there's a new place.
2: Yes. And that's, Dallas? yeah, that will, new heaven, new earth well, is what we so hear. So a new oh, right.
3: heaven,
0: new earth, but for, I believe it, earth and heaven converges one. Okay. And so there is no more turmoil. Mm-hmm. Because the turmoil has been vanquished,
3: but it's probably made, Earth is made new, right? And it so, is made new, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But why do we not know any further? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because the story isn't hasn't advanced yet. Yeah. yeah. So God, and then this 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 is a, a podcast of itself. For me, I, God doesn't uh, follow by the by time. He doesn't follow by space. Yeah. I mean, we already know how the story ends because yep. He's already saw it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we haven't. So yeah. God, time doesn't—it's not a con- constriction for Him. Yes. So we've been given the information we have because there is like this circle end date, mm-hmm. and from there, the new story builds. Yeah. So, I heaven for me is this: I, I wake up in the morning on the the in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see a home. I go outside. I close my eyes and I'm immediately taken to the pier in Redondo beach, California. It's a <laughs> suburb of LA it is the most mm-hmm. serene place I've ever been to in my life. I've spent yeah. a lot of time there as a child. I, I spent summers in LA, my family's out there and I just look for a while mm-hmm. and I enjoy a churro. A churro is a little, it's a, it's like a Mexican dessert. Man, there's there's a,
3: all kinds of desserts in heaven. We got donuts, there's a, churros. There's,
0: there's a churro stand at the pier that I've, just been particularly fond of. And I just watch the water. Mm-hmm. And and then I like I do like the I dream of Gina. I like blink again and I'm back home.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh lunch, I think I am somewhere in England. I've always been called to that city. I have never physically been there, but I, I plan on traveling there. Yeah. Um I'll have a coffee, not a tea. And just having an <laughs> enjoy a piece of a, a good good bread. Yeah. Yeah. Uh dinner, I'm in Manhattan. And uh and my that's how my and so as I say, that space and time doesn't really doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it is for me, and yeah. we're, wherever I, I love the uh, I love Saint Martin in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I figure a good at portion of the afternoon, I'm I'm gonna be chilling there. Yeah, on the yeah. beach. And so, why not? Yeah. For, for me, me, heaven is earth. Well, and, yeah. And, and that's the
2: thing is, we, these are all desires and hopes. You know, I know this isn't. I just have to clarify this isn't any facts. No, we're not factual on this. This is our hopes and desires, which I think are good. Because it does, it does, and motive, again, going back to the gospel, this motivates us to talk about the good and the great and everything that is great about life and things, you know, comes from him. And that's why we tell the gospel. So I was going to, I was just like, I just can picture an email coming like, you are all wrong. And it's like, yes, I, we, you know, we, maybe, maybe. You know, I know that the Bible says we came and comprehend, you know, even Jesus said, I don't know. But you know what we can be sure of
3: is that God will be there and we will be worshiping him, our King forever and ever and ever. And so that is the good news. And that is what we are telling people right now is that, yes, we know that you're experiencing love and there's good things on this earth. Keep experiencing that. Keep pressing in, walk out of this life, walk into eternity where there will be all of that good stuff forever and ever and ever. And so...
0: Yeah, right now what we're living is a war. Yeah, like this by yeah. that that was a little bit and ago now. Yeah, this war right now. It's we yeah. are war is not pretty. It's not fun. No, it's not great. There no. are casualties. There are casualties on both sides. Correct. But what this is, this isn't heaven yet. Yeah, you know this yeah. isn't.
3: This isn't. So and Jesus didn't come to fix this. He came to conquer. Come
0: this. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? So, like, we're
3: living in the, well, we got to fix it. And if I could find this or if I could if I could just do that. Yeah. Right? But, like, no. That's kind of the wrong attitude, really.
0: Yeah. So, I did get, so I, I posted something, uh, I think it was two weeks ago that I received it, where I said, email me. And I'm, like, in the back of your head, you're, like, no one's going to email me. Mm-hmm. Right? But I got an email a couple weeks ago. Okay. About something. So, I'm going to say this. Email me. Yeah. Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at lifechurchgb.com. And if it's a if it's a, 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 a JPEG, yeah. what what do you think he, heaven looks like? Yeah. What do you think it is? And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put in the show notes there mm-hmm. is a live camera on the Pier of Redondo Beach, twenty four seven. I'm gonna put the YouTube link to that. So you can see what it look no, so yeah. you can see what it looks like for me. Okay,
4: cool. Well, I, no, think, I think not, as
0: Christians, I think we should we should dream yes. together. We oh. should we should, we should see God's beauty. Mm-hmm. And if we can even minusculely put it together and say, this is what I think heaven looks like to, this is yes. what I think it could. I want to, that's a motivation for oh, us. Christ 100%. followers to be like, God is great. 100%. Oh my, cause you know what? Yeah. He tells me I'm not there. This, what I find is magnificent and beautiful. I'm not even going to be able to comprehend
2: what the reality yeah. is. So I want, I want some motivation. Oh, I, I, and that's what I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Because like, for me, that's why I say trees. Um, I had to make a drive from here to Minnesota. And I remember that drive. I called Shelby like three times. I go, I love this drive. Yeah, I love the scenery. I love the trees. I love the waters. I love it. And it brought me so much joy and creation. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I go, yes, I want heaven to look like this. And I believe heaven's going to look like this because it brings me so much joy and so much peace. I mean, you hear people say it all the time. Just go outside and just look at the scenery there's a reason there's got to be a reason for that that, that just brings us calm yeah. is because we're reflecting on God's creation yeah. and what and so why would God say all right heaven we don't got none of that in there and it's like why yeah. that's like <laughs> you was, know it was so good <laughs> yeah, so. yeah let's I'm gonna put a post a link to that and I,
0: I hope some of you watch me like
2: I don't, I don't really get it,
0: yeah I don't really
2: get it. but <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> but
0: but you know what that's that's how that's how God that's yes. how God magnificently God is, yeah. yeah, and how magnificently we all can't comprehend it. Yes. and how magnificently we all don't have the same answer, yeah, and how magnificently God talks to each and every one of us completely different. yes, sometimes they're the same, but most times no um, that's yes. what makes God so God, yes,
2: it's part of the good news.
1: This is why we're supposed to take up the shield of the faith because we're supposed to use it to extinguish fiery arrows. And in medieval times, they would take their arrows and they would dip them in fire and then then they would shoot them at the enemy before the enemy could charge. And, And if you don't have something to catch and extinguish those arrows, the ground around you catches on fire and it surrounds you. It engulfs you in flames. And so in the medieval times, they would take their shields and they would soak them in water so that when the uh, flaming arrow hit the shield the fire would go out and those flaming arrows for you are vain regrets because satan will haunt you with things that jesus has already forgiven you of and those thoughts man they come out of nowhere regrets accusations insecurities things like you're not loved you're not even forgiven you're never going to change. You ain't nothing but a hypocrite. All you are, you're just a fraud. But can I tell you that anytime you hear the word you, it's not you, it's your enemy. Culture will call it negative self-talk. But what we really know is, is that it is demonic accusations. The book of Revelation says, Satan is our accuser and he accuses us before God day night You, you ever have days where it feels like it's raining flaming arrows everything you've ever done every way you've ever failed every sin you've ever committed every mistake you've ever made is just raining down on you it's a demonic attack it's not god condemning you accusing you shaming you or opposing you it is your enemy shooting you so what do you do you hold up the shield of faith and say, "Nah, I trust the Bible. I trust God. I trust Jesus. I trust His words. I trust His thoughts. I trust His truth." Hold the shield of faith.
2: I love the description of the shield. In those times, that they di- they dipped it in water because the the point was to catch and distinct. You know, to uh, distinguish or.
0: Extinguish. Uh, extinguish. Extinguish,
2: yeah. thank you. The, the flame and the arrow. Yeah. To constantly kill it from killing you or killing things around you. And I think that's why it's so important that we grow our faith. Because when the insecurities come, instead of saying, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, you, you go back to what God says you are that I am a new creation because the enemy will try to tell you what you used to be and who you used to are. And it's like, no, no, I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new has begun. And, and I am leaning on, I am new and I am new every, you know, and, and new every day. So I can't even allow what happened to me yesterday to take me out. Because that's what the enemy will try to do. He'll remind you. He'll get you to try to do a, like a um, like a scratch, like a point uh, thing. You know. Well, that's five days in a row. You said you wouldn't do that, and you did. Oh, that, well, okay. And that we have to lean on our faith. And the, I love that it's a shield of faith. Because our faith will cover us, it'll protect us, and it will kill the things the enemy tries to throw at us. And so I think I love that that the mindset of our faith is not only to protect us, but to distinguish it. Am I saying that word right? Extinguish. Extinguish it. I don't know why I keep saying that wrong. Extinguish it. Totally kill it out from our lives.
3: Right. It's not dodge the flaming arrows of the enemy or, you know what I mean? Like you're active, you're moving forward with your wet shield. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you're catching those arrows. Like it is, it's a very action forward. And that's kind of what you were even saying before, Pastor Dallas, is you've got the shoes on, you've got your cleats on. Yes. Keep pressing for keep going up, up, up the hill. Yes. Um yes, yes, yeah. Yes. You're not kind of like stopped in your tent. You didn't soak your tent in water. Nope. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> right? so good. Um yeah, for me, wow, that that is a beautiful image. And mm-hmm. um <laughs> if Satan is before God yeah. day and night, a- accusing us mm-hmm. before God, what is he doing to us? Yeah. We're not, you know what I mean?
2: And even Keith was saying, sometimes when we believe the lies, the question should be, why is he saying it now? It's because you're getting closer and closer and he's hoping to get you to stop yeah. in your tracks.
3: That's, that's a timely yeah. word. Yeah, when
2: man. you think of, uh, I always think of also too, um, and I know it's a helmet, but I, um, uh, Saving prior Ryan, there's a scene in the beginning. You guys probably remember what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He gets hit in the head. He takes the helmet off and look at it and then dies. So for that mere second, he removed it and died. And so I think that's what the enemy's trying to do is he's, he's trying to get us to, to use our personal. So like the shields up, he's saying, you're no good. You're worthless. You're, you're, you're not even that worth. you know, all these things. And he's hoping that we'll bring the shield down go, no, I'm not. And then boom, yeah. done. And so it's the biggest thing is like you said, hold, hold, Keep going forward. Keep allowing your faith, the word, the the promises, the calling, keep looking at that. Because I, even me personally, I feel like every time God's taking me new places, the enemy's trying to uh, to, uh, remind me of old battles and old wounds and old insecurities and sins and things that I go, I thought I've already like I thought we've already defeated this. Why is it you here? The enemy's trying to use old tricks on you and you have to keep remind yourself about your of, of your faith and how how God is with you through it all and don't take it down. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep pushing, you know, keep going forward.
3: When you're taking new ground, there's going to be a lot of resistance to that. Like, yes. and I'm sure you feel that for your Thursday, uh, guys night. Right. And I feel that for my life groups, like I can tell that there's resistance even for women to come in the room. Like they yes. had to fight through whatever it was just to even get there. And then they think like, why is this so hard? And they, you know, some people just kind of give up. Cause they're like, yeah. I don't know. it was so hard. I couldn't even, I couldn't find the door in the building. And I struggled with this and I struggled. I think I just shouldn't come. Yeah. Like, God, don't surrender. Don't not now, not now. You're pushing forward. You're gaining ground and territory. Yeah. Um, for for God in your life. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is when you're going to face the most resistance, is yeah. when you're taking that ground.
2: And it's funny too, because sometimes, and you may have heard this too. We've I've heard it where where guys will go, you know, I wasn't even gonna come tonight. And I'm glad I did. And that isn't that funny that even with that, they go, I wasn't even going to because I've heard all the I was given all the excuses and reasons, but I did anyways, I stood my ground, and man, I'm glad I I came, so. Yeah, the
0: the shield of faith. Uh, A shield isn't typically used as a weapon.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Like we don't, uh, people can bludgeon people with a shield, but they don't go into battle saying, this is what I'm going to use as my bludgeoning weapon. It's usually a last resort. Yeah. What a shield is though, is is a protection, it's a barrier. Mm -hmm. Um, If I didn't have a shield, and I ran forward and when you could pick any sort of firearm or or, yep. or, or, or bow and arrow, um, knife and it was thrown at me. I have nothing to to take that block. Yes. I have nothing to block me. I have nothing to take that hit. So I ultimately will get hit and fall. Um, it's, uh, it's not necessarily guaranteed that the shot will land. Yeah. So there are tons times of, of times in my life where, uh, the shot came close. Yeah. But it missed like, uh, I'm not tempted with, uh, with certain vices that other, other men have. Um, and that's not because I'm better, but it's because my vices are different than other men's. That's, that's just a fact. We all have our own vice. We all have our own Achilles heel, right? Finding your vice is the first step in, in correcting it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I see the world coming, you know, the world attacking me, the enemy attacking me. And some of them are just, uh, big misses because those those just don't bother me Mm -hmm. they bother some people those arrows definitely hit the the soldier to the right of me yeah but missed me incredibly so some shots are going to miss uh some shots will be direct on and if i don't have the shield of faith yes i will get that'll be a a fatal
2: wound Mm -hmm. now what's faith
3: yeah i'm glad you said that
2: what is faith Oh, I thought you were going to go make.
3: Oh it no, up. no, no, no! I was. I'm just agreeing. I'll let you guys go first.
2: Well, I mean, I want to. I'm going to jump to Hebrews real quick because I think when I think about faith, I think about that that definition in Hebrews 11. And so I'm going. You guys are seeing me in real time, uh, going to my Bible app, and I'm going to jump because I want to say it right because I think sometimes I say it wrong, and uh, this is me stalling. There it is. Hebrews 11. So faith uh, shows the reality of what we hope for and the evidence of things we cannot see. Say it again, slower. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. I'm going to volley it with faith without works is dead. Yes. So say your sentence again. So faith... Is, uh, it shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Mm. Defined wise, it's the evidence of things we cannot see. Mm -hmm.
0: The first one is telling you what the, uh, what the noun would do. Yep. And then the second is giving it its verb. Yeah. Now mine without it, faith without works. So that essentially is telling you if you have all the faith in the world, but you're not doing anything with it, it's useless. Yeah. You know, if, if, if I'm a, if I'm a billionaire and all I do is it just it sits into a bank, yeah, not even collecting interest, that money's useless. I might as well be poor. Yeah. So what is faith?
2: It's the reality of what we hope for. It's, it's, it, it, it it's hope. And it's also trusting even when we can't see it. It's even though. What are I, we trusting? We're trusting. We're trusting God. We're does, trust- does the word faith interact with anything but God? Oh yeah. Um. I mean, strong faith. When, when it comes to the shield of faith, mm-hmm. that is the big thing. Is God? Yeah, it's God. God is our motivating. He's our. He's our. He's our. He's the reason we're keeping it up, is because of the the faith He's given us and 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 the faith journey we're on. So I can have faith in other things. Yes. Will they be fruit? Will they bring? Will they
0: bear fruit? No. I mean, they, uh, I, I mean, I I agree. I I'm gonna yeah. I would say as I ask that question, my immediate answer is no. Yeah. It may temporarily uh, soothe me. Yeah, but not long lasting. It is not long lasting peace or joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So faith, uh, Mm -hmm. when I have faith in anything other than God, when I have faith in a person, Mm -hmm. they they will let me down. Yeah. Humans have a a great knack of letting you down. Yeah. Yeah. And when we are disappointed Mm -hmm. to the point of sadness and mourn, yeah, we have put our faith too much in person, yeah. our people, our man, mm-hmm. and not enough faith in God. Yeah, yeah, I, I can have faith in the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I know. Don't do it. I I think a lot of us did this (laughs) year. Um, I I can have faith in a sports team. mm -hmm. I can have faith in in my family. I can have faith in my finances. I can have faith. But all those things will, Mm -hmm. when I have my faith directed in that way, will fail me.
2: Yeah. And it's funny because there was one point you asked me and I had this millisecond of second guessing. And I think that's the biggest thing we have to remind ourselves too is when you're going forward, don't don't allow second guessing come in because that takes the helmet off to look at the damage and then you get exactly hit. and so it's like hey remain strong and keep it up keep the faith up and and that's where it's you're constantly again surround yourself with good Jesus people being in God's word constantly talking to God because God will speak to you and He'll remind you just keep going you're you're in great ground you're 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 making great progress there's some great victories that's happened and so don't second guess yourself keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, the and surrounding yourself with good Jesus people is incredibly critical. Yeah. And surrounding yourself with good Jesus people and 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 learning from good Jesus people, uh, because again, the Bible is one of the fewest books in the world that every single sentence mm-hmm. could mean a million different things to a million different people. Yeah. Right. It's there are there is a literal sense of study in the Bible where it was written in this time and used this phrase. So we can uh, presume or assume yeah. that that phrase meant this but there are, uh, if you read it from a non-historical standpoint and you read it as a a, a daily devotional those sentences can can impact your life directly yeah. and it, and you had you have no idea of of say the the Roman mm-hmm. empire yeah. yeah it's it's one of those but so be remain to be open yes like what is heaven Mm-hmm. All three of us gave completely different answers. <laughs> and there's no way that any one of us can prove the other one's right or wrong. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So get some Christians around you. Get some yes. good Jesus people around you. And, yes. and then ask questions like that. Like, what do you think faith is? Yeah. Like, how totally. do you have faith? And then yeah. when they talk, be like, huh. Yeah. I can use some of that. Yeah. yeah. I might not have to
3: use all that. Iron yeah. sharpens iron, guys. Yes. And but- it is. Yeah,
0: but I can definitely use some of that. Yes, right. That's it's. We talked to the men's retreat this last week about that about that statement and how that is actually not iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. It's actually like an oxymoron that's, that sentence because a, a metal that is of the same hardness uh, trying to sharpen another one doesn't work. Yeah. So that's iron good. cannot sharpen iron, That's good. Mm-hmm. and actually, it actually only creates heat and friction. Yeah. yeah. So as we say that, so if we if you surround yourself with someone of equal of equal mind, Mm -hmm. you aren't, neither one of you are going to get smarter. You're only going to, and it said the, 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 in the definition of, of sharpening a stone, a sharpening stone, uh, two metals of, of same hardness Mm -hmm. rubbing against each other will only produce heat and friction. And how many times have we produced heat and friction around other Christians? Yes. Because maybe we're not ready to learn, Mm -hmm. nor can they teach heat and friction. The only way you actually sharpen Mm-hmm. is when you find something of more hardness yeah. and then put it at a very specific angle. And a sharpening stone, you have to use it at a very specific angle. Yes. How many times do we get someone smarter around us, yes. but they don't apply, they're not applied to our life at a very specific angle. Stop it. You better quit. A very specific angle. So, so while I could have a doctor next mm-hmm. to me who is an incredible surgeon, yes, knows the human body, Mm-hmm. But his intelligence doesn't necessarily mean anything to me if his intelligence isn't applied to me at a very specific angle yes. to reach my to reach my spiritual yes. foundation and growth. Yeah. Right. So I love that's that's a great, that's a great as iron sharpens iron. It's more like an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Like, see, as iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. it won't work. It won't work. Yeah. It won't work.
3: Yeah. Ooh, good.
0: One man sharpens another. Yes. Well, I mean, if you're the same, you won't. Yeah. So it falls in lines with the who comes first, you know, the teacher. Or the student, mm-hmm. can you have one without the other? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. Yeah, you can't. And as you're bringing Jesus people into the equation, yes, figure out who's harder. Yeah, Fig- and, and they don't have to be completely in, in every single aspect of your life. But I guarantee you, your circle of of people around you, there's going to be one person that's had the similar life experience and made their way out. Yeah, and you can lean on that. Yeah, right. Faith, faith is faith is without works is dead. Mm-hmm. The shield of faith. Yeah. For me, it's a you. It doesn't have to bludgeon the enemy. Yeah. It just needs to block the enemy. Yes. What when God tells me the shield of faith? Yep. He's saying I got this. You just got to put me in front. Amen. You just have to put me in front and raise it up. Yep. And walk surely in battle. Yes. I will catch those arrows. Yeah. Nothing will hit you. Yep. Either God is or He is not.
4: Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm.
0: cannot be both simultaneously. Yeah. What is He in your life? Either he is in your life or he is not in your life. Either he is the shield that will block all of those arrows Mm -hmm. or he is not. Am I playing God or am I letting God be the shield? Come on,
1: yep. (laughs) In Genesis chapter three, we see the first spiritual battle in the history of the world. God said, you can do all of this stuff. Just don't do one thing. But then Satan comes along and his first attack is against the word of God. He asks, did God really... Say And he made them question God. And you see, as long as Adam and Eve held the truth of God's word in their hands, they had a weapon to fight against Satan and his lies. But when he came along and got them to question God's word, he disarmed them. When Adam and Eve questioned God's word, it was an act of surrender. And I wanna tell you today that when you stop reading your Bible, that's an act of surrender. When you stop submitting to the truth of God's word, that is an act of surrender. When you stop going to a Bible-believing church and sitting underneath biblical teaching, that is an act of surrender. But every time you pick up the Bible and say, I've gotta read this today, I've gotta study this today, that is an act of war. You are declaring war on Satan, his demons, and the kingdom of darkness.
2: So it's I love it. I love that the word of God is like a sword. A sword is to to, to put to death. It's to it's active. Yeah, amen. And, and so, um, and so when I the first thing I thought about was Philippians four, six through seven, where it says, Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Tell God what you've done and thank him for all he's done, and then he'll give you peace that goes beyond understanding, a peace that will guard your hearts and minds as you walk in Christ Jesus. I might be not saying that correctly, but I love that scripture because I was someone who, who who can still battle with worry. But what I love about that is every time worry comes up, I think of that scripture. I go to that scripture. I've used that scripture for so many messages because I think for me personally, I have to I look at worry, like when you're in the battlefield and and you're and you're coming to and someone's coming towards you. Sometimes I look at that enemy and he has worry on his forehead, and then I take the sword of his word, and it's like it's like the on the blade it, the, that scripture comes up, and it reminds me of what I'm doing. I'm killing worry, worry, I'm killing stress with God's word, reminding me to not worry about anything, but pray about everything. So that that word puts into action. So I don't just read and go, that's a good word. That's good. No, I go, no, no, no. I'm going to do what it says. Mm -hmm. So when worry comes my way, I go, God, you know what? I'm stressed about my finances. I'm stressed about my kid. I'm stressed about my church. But you know what, God, you said to go to you about, to pray about everything. So I'm letting it all out. And then it says, it'll give me peace that goes beyond understanding. Here's what I love about that. That scripture tells me that you're going to have a peace that doesn't make sense. It goes beyond understanding. So when people are going like, why are you happy? And I happy. I know what's happening in your life right now. You have every reason to be sad, but why aren't you? Oh, I I I I went to God and I prayed about everything and he gave me peace. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I'm in peace. And so that's why I love it. And I think that's why I love it. Pastor said, don't just go, I'm waiting for someone to tell me God's word. I need to be in God's word. I need, I need to apply God's word. Even this morning, I was, uh, I'm in a diva with a couple of us and, and, um, and we were reading judges and, and about Gideon. And, and I loved it because, uh, I, the thing that stuck out to me is that God clothed Gideon with power. And and Gideon, he questioned God. Are are you? Is this really you? Are you really going to do this? Are you really? And and he questioned, but God says, "No, I'm with you, and I'm I'm for you." And I love that when I there there had to be a moment where Gideon said, "Okay, I'm going to go forward," and God said, "Cool, now I'm going to clothe my power over you." And I love that that really stuck out to me because it encouraged me that when I'm constantly trusting God, He's going to clothe me with power I didn't think I had. He's going to clothe me with wisdom I didn't think I had. He's and because I'm trusting God and I'm and I'm using his word to remind me of what he's gonna do in life, my life, because he did it for someone else who's just like me uh, you know, thousands of years ago. Yeah.
3: Um man, I don't I don't know. I know I got really oh, loud, yeah. huh? I was like <laughs> no. yelling. I, I don't know if I peeked on the mic or I don't know. not. my my thoughts are all over the place. I guess um what I was kind of envisioning and imagining is just how I feel like right now you can tend to feel powerless and, and that's just not from God. But the first thing that you have to do is, is step out, like you said. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not actually taking that first step, if you're not moving forward first, mm-hmm. then God isn't going to clothe you. So, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about that. I feel like here before too, where sometimes you got to jump off the cliff to be caught in the yeah. net, right? Yeah. Um and so what is the next thing that you need to do? What is the next right thing that that you feel like God's calling you to that that you know you're supposed to cross, there's a river there. You got to get to the other side and you don't know how you're going to do it. But you got to start going and moving and when you do, the boat's going to appear and God's going to take you across that river. So yeah. but it can feel really um terrifying and like you said there's so much worry and there's panic right now. I feel like there's Deep panic just rooted in people right now. And uh, God, I just want to speak over that because sometimes you just need to pause, acknowledge that it's there, and then say, but despite that, mm-hmm. I'm stepping out and stepping forward in perfect faith in power with
4: God. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah the, the sword, the word, mm-hmm. it's of these things, it's the actual attack weapon. Yeah, it's the thing that we use to to dehead, mm-hmm. to to inject. Mm-hmm. To swords are oftentimes used as bats. Yeah, in battle, like a lot of times we think arms are getting cut off, but a lot of times just their sheer weight. Yeah, it just used to knock things down. They're mm-hmm. not every blow with a sword is fatal. Yeah, Uh and it's just it's the word. Yeah, how 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 can you know how to wield? This sword, if you don't know the word, yes, how you can't,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. you
0: can, you can, you can use everything else, yeah, without without with, with, with without a problem, you know, mm-hmm. if you have enough faith, uh, God will take those those shots, yeah, He, he will be your shield, yeah, uh, but you you can't attack back, yeah, and so when we think of war, we think of attack and battle, mm-hmm. how do we attack? What is our what is what are a lot of people think attacking is being really loud and being yeah screaming yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I, I I can say these things. Yep. I why why can't I? No, that's not that's not it either. Yeah. A lot of people think as Christians we should be going and picketing things and mm-hmm. maybe I'm not called to do that. No. Mm-mm. I've never been called to yeah, to go picket somewhere and yell it. Yeah, somebody, people, somebody leaving a building when they're trying to go home.
3: People aren't the enemy. Yeah. So are you wielding your sword against people? Right, yeah. Or against the enemy?
0: Right, yeah. I have never, I've never been one of those people to get in a face of an authority and start screaming, well, the book tells me I should be yeah. going against pr- principles and municipality. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. The, the portion of the books that I read that are the actual attack portions aren't that. Yes. That's not how I was... That's not how I was instructed. The the message to me is love. My only attack is love and kindness. That is the only thing I have. I'm to treat and love my neighbor like myself. Mm -hmm. Love my God and put nothing before my God. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Think of Jericho. Think of walking around the city, praying, shouting praise and praying. Mm -hmm. praying. Right, mm-hmm. and like that is our attack. Mm-hmm. That is our secret weapon. Right, right. that is our sword. Mm-hmm. You just keep praying, keep having faith, keep using mm-hmm. scripture. That's how you attack. Yeah, I, yeah. I,
0: I don't, I don't, Good. I don't have any basis and foundation to give you a statistic on this. But I can tell you, I've never been motivated mm-hmm. when I've read on Facebook or on social media negativity. Yeah, nope. that has never changed Not my mind. Time. That has never changed my belief system. I've never. Second guessed my own thought process I have never become a better person mm-hmm. nor have I changed whatsoever yeah but I have with love mm-hmm. I have read things and said wow yeah that was kind yeah I have i I have changed by watching the human race be nice to each other yeah
2: right well, you know it's interesting. Let's like when we think of like movies of <clears throat> of medieval times, or actually you can go up. You know to a newer movie. I remember watching uh, you know Shang Chi, and Great in every movie. battle scene, they always show in good movies a scene of practice, a scene of saying, okay, now you have this, and now we're going to practice it. And and there's a part in the movie, and I'm not going to spoil it, but like a certain character kind of helps win the day. And critics are like. I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense. You know, like she just got this. How can she win? She practiced. She was and she and she was taught by great people. When we have the sword of God's word, it's one thing to have it. I got it. I have the word of God. But you got you you can't just have a sword and go, now I know what I need to do. No, you need to practice yeah. there's there's like you said there's there's techniques that you need to learn it's defense it's offense mm-hmm. it's making sure that you can win so it's one thing to have god's word it's another thing to be studying god's word and to reading god's word so when you use it in defense you're using it right when you're using it in offense you're using it right to where you you are you are you're studied you are winning because you didn't just have it you did something with it you learned it. You practiced it. It's a part of you, so you can go and you can be victorious in it.
0: Yeah, and to to follow uh, up with that portion of that
2: movie,
0: mm-hmm. um, she had just learned how to use this skill not more than a day ago. Yeah, and so some some people be at arms be like, well, I mean, she's an amateur. Yeah, but she she changed a battle yeah. as an amateur. Yeah, are you an amateur at this? Mm -hmm. That's, I'm, I, I still think I'm quite an amateurish Mm -hmm. at this, but I know I can change a battle. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't take much time in the word for God to use you in battle. Yes. You are, you are, God has this, this knack, this, this, his, he is known for using the most underqualified people. Come on. To do his will. Yep. The Bible is chocked full of them. Mm -hmm. Right. He only has sinners to work with. So you, you qualify. Yep. Right. And some of the sinners in the book are pretty bad mm-hmm. sinners, but yet yeah. he used them in magnificent and large ways. Oh yeah. All God, uh, God just loves the underdog. Yeah. he And you know what? If you're the underdog, he he, he can use you. Mm-hmm. Don't think he can't.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a man who was an adulterer, who was a murderer, who was a liar that was also described as a man after God's own heart. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. so yeah. So we can, you know, yeah, there's a lot of unqualified people that God not only uses, but God loves and God says, Man, I love your heart. And so yeah, are we unqualified? Of course. But you know what? When we when we practice and we train, we can do victorious things through him.
0: Even if you're only practiced and trained for a short amount of time, yep. you can you can sway a battle. Oh yeah. Yep. You can sway a battle. And I and with that I think that wraps up Ephesians. There you go. <laughs> 17 weeks in the making. Yep. Next week, we're, uh, we'll, we'll be introducing a new series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's going to be a good one.
2: Oh, yeah. T- i excited.
0: T- teach us to pray. Yeah. Teach us to pray. Uh, pastor's going to go uh, through the Lord's Prayer uh, for uh, f- four to five, maybe six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it, as it stands now, it's not going to be 17 weeks. Nope. <laughs> but, uh, you never know. You, I, I, you never know. You it could never be cold know. out
3: again by the time yeah. we're done with this
0: next one. <laughs> The leaves are falling yeah. off the tree and we finished teach us to pray. But uh, I don't think, I don't think that's the case, but in life, when I think something, God yeah. always has this way of saying, ah, you know, you just back up a little bit. Yeah. You just know your role and, and trust and follow me. Yeah. So Hey, with that, uh, thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. Thanks for joining us uh, throughout all seventeen of these last weeks for uh, Chew on That for the Book of Ephesians. If you'd enjoy, if you enjoyed this episode, um, and you think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, uh, share share the link. You know, share the link to this podcast on social media platforms. Um, r- write a review; that definitely helps uh, get more exposure. So ultimately reviews and sharing links are exposing more people to the life giving message of Jesus. If you aren't like subscribe slash following uh chew on that or our other uh, podcasts at life church, you can do so. Uh, I Ma- Megan. You're, you're, you're a marketing person. It feels like you, uh, and should I say subscribe or follow?
3: Follow. Okay, I yeah. should. Okay, yeah, we're gonna follow. This
0: and button. should I should I tell them to smash that follow button?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what whatever floats your boat. <laughs>
0: okay, smash that follow button. Uh, search search our other podcast, Father Seeker's podcast with Life Church, the, the sermon series, obviously the whole podcast, uh, uh, Pastor and Rabbi Walking to Bar. Uh, that's that's a great podcast too. So good. Um, so follow as many podcasts as you can because yeah. they're ultimately just talking about the word. Yeah. So, uh, again my name is Pastor Keith. Um thank you again for joining us. Uh yep. thank, thank, thank you guys. for joining Thanks us we, uh, yeah as 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 co-hosts and uh, we can't wait to uh, talk to you again next week.